Empire. In the digital age, content must be posted immediately. We've had a particular specialty in professional sports and college athletics uh, because we've built these really super fast workflows that uh, we, you know, we call it a real-time workflow that the, uh, the sports teams, when they're capturing live action, they really have come to rely on. That's Andrew Fingerman, CEO of Photo Shelter, where feeds are being updated before momentum in a game can even change. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Andrew Fingerman is solving one of the biggest issues for leagues and content providers, how to turn around professionally taken shots in real time. One of his early partners is the premier lacrosse league headed by playing great and entrepreneur Paul Rabel. Tyler Steinhardt, director of marketing with the league, will join us for a discussion on how new leagues like the PLL are working with these new technologies to serve growing fan bases. Our guests this week are Tyler Steinhardt, who's the director of marketing with the Premier Lacrosse League, and Andrew Fingerman, who's the CEO of Photo Shelter. They're combining for a really cool technology to help connect with their fans amid the strangest times in the sporting world. Hey, guys, how are you? Thanks for being here. Hey, Bram, how are you? Doing good. Hey, well, thank you for having um, Tyler, hey, let's just start with um, sports and COVID before we get to kind of how you guys are working together. Um How's life in the Premier Lacrosse League as you try to navigate all this stuff? Yeah, I mean, when COVID hit um, in February, um, our co-founders, Mike and Paul Rabel, sort of in New York together, coming back um, in the early, early March, actually, um, trying to figure out what to do. And they sort of landed on going a fanless quarantine model, um, which we called the uh, PLL Champions Series. We held in July 25th, August 9th. Two weeks back uh, in the future, so for us, it's um, been sort of worked through and a challenge on both fronts, but um, we're adapted like everyone else. Um, and as you guys kind of look ahead, what do you see? What, what's the future look like right now? I think the future probably changes every two weeks. And so um, for us, we're just sort of focused in on um, wrapping up this past year for our sponsors, our partners, our players. Uh, and then trying to take it day by day of like, can we have fans back in stands in 2021? Yeah. Is there more of a quarantine model? But um, those decisions are, are made a little bit above my head, though, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I think they're made above everybody's head right now. We're waking for, <laughs> yeah. we're waiting for the universe to decide what our fate is. Um, Andrew, let's bring yeah, well, No kidding. All right, uh, Andrew, let's bring you into uh, to the conversation here a little bit. Um, how did you get connected with the Premier Lacrosse League and how are you guys working together? Sure. So, uh, Bram, we're a visual media technology company. We've been working for over 15 years with the professional storytellers. So that ranges from the pro photographers to the creative teams inside of the brands, as well as the marketing teams. And we do digital asset management, which is the most and least sexy term that I could possibly possibly throw out there. Uh, but at a high level, digital asset management, it's how you corral all the content that you're producing you put it in one central place and you make it searchable and make it accessible to the people who need it inside and outside your organization. And we've had a particular specialty in professional sports and college athletics uh, because we've built these 
really super fast workflows that uh, we you know, we call it a real time workflow that the uh, the sports teams when they're capturing live action they really have come to rely on because uh, if, if you imagine what's happening on the field taking photos of it taking videos of it you need to harness that get it into one place and then get the people's hands on it to get it out to market and now more than ever with fans outside of the stadium, the fan experience is moving so fast over to social media and over to the web that um, that the sports teams look at tools like ours as essential for how they connect with their fans. And, and photo and video are, are the primary medium for creating that fan engagement, uh, connecting with them, uh, and, and kind of moving a dialogue far, farther on social media. So right now we're working with Major League Baseball, we're working with the NFL. We're working with PGA Tour and NASCAR. And, of course, the PLL. PLL came to us uh, about two years ago, really, because they wanted to do exactly that. They wanted to streamline the workflow of, of content from – I call it the content journey. So the moment the action is happening, taking the photo, transferring it to our tool, and making it accessible to the, uh, the web team, the social team, even the players – and their sponsors so that the, the media can then move out to market and, and really proliferate. And so as many fans can see it as possible in real time. So, so that's, that's what we do. And, and that's how we came together with PLL. What, what's the turnaround time? Because you've described it very, you know, uh, uh, in great detail. Um, what's the turnaround time? You're, you're shooting something, you're at a match, you're shooting something. To turn it around and get it out into social media in a consumable form, what are we talking about? This is going to blow your mind. 60 seconds. So from the moment an action is happening, uh, it is captured in the camera. It's moving wirelessly into our platform. And even now we have automated triggers that can send it out to other tools that you're using as well. So you can have your content in the market, let's say on Instagram or Facebook or up on your website within 60 seconds of a home run being hit or a touchdown or a goal being scored. So the goal being scored, the touchdown, the block, maybe something like that. Um, those are obvious things. There's all these other moments that occur. Um, how do you know what to get out there? How do you know what not to use? So you don't flood the market with things that are maybe not usable. Well, that's where some of the new technology that we've been uh, we've, we've actually pr- premiered, well, let's say, some of the new technology that we debuted with PLL comes in very handy. Because if you can imagine, upwards of 10,000 photos might be taken in a single sporting event. Right. And, and so there is, there is a flood of content being developed. And the new AI is auto-tagging the content in real time. So we're tagging on upload player names. We're tagging team names. We're tagging sports-specific content, so we're recognizing equipment or uh, or other defining uh, items from a specific sport that are happening in the frame and sponsor logos. So, if a particular player happens to have scored a goal or or you know, done done particularly well, you can search by the player name and let's say the sponsor logo you can really narrow in on the exact content that you want and push it out to the channel that's most appropriate or most productive. 
So Tyler, like from, from your perspective with this, um, look, obviously a goal is scored. You're, you're going to want to get that out as soon as possible. But there's so many other moments that we're talking about here that are occurring within a with, what are you all looking for? Like, like strategically, what are you looking for to send out quickly to your fans to help brand the PLL? Finding motors that we were not prepared for. So after a goal happens, usually we pull that celebration or the shot, whatever might happen in, in the midst there. Uh, but because of the AI, we're pushing to universities, to college partners, to um, sponsors, uh, media partners who are not on site because of COVID to be able to access that imagery. And they pulled out some really interesting images, celebration photos that were similar to college images, um, a cartwheel at one point. Um, so funny things like that were a huge success for us in identifying um, imagery that we didn't know existed or we weren't looking for it was a huge win. Um, so how did you kind of streamline all of this together? And, and maybe, Andrew, um, you can you can start on this. Like, Clearly, when you work with all these different leagues, yes, they're looking for content. They all may be looking for different things. Um, how do you kind of streamline that partnership as you try to figure out what works for everybody? Bram, let me take two steps back and I'll explain what the, uh, what the old way used to be because I think it'll help bring to life the huge leap forward that's taken place here. So if I'm, if I'm a typical sports team, I might have a few on-field uh, content producers, whether they're pro photographers or, or videographers on the field. And, and that's specifically during the game. Obviously, there's all kinds of other things that they're doing outside of, outside of the live action. And there's content being developed around that too. But during the game, it's the most valuable content that needs to be taken action on in, in real time. And the old way might be a pro photographer, for, let's say, would capture the images during the game and maybe at a stop in the action, maybe at the end of a quarter, they would take that card out of their camera, give it to a runner, and the runner would take it to a, a photo editor who's sitting in the media room. And that photo editor would go through the entire selection of images, probably pick a handful, apply metadata, so apply the keywords and the captions to articulate what's happening and that gets embedded in the photo. And then that gets sent off to the key players like the web person or the scoreboard operator or media partners or, or social media. And there's all kinds of latency that's introduced in every exchange. So the keywording, of course, being one of the most tedious parts. But if you think about all these different hands that the content needs to change hands through, um, in order to get out to market, it's it's really very manual and um, and problematic if the goal is to get content out to market as fast as possible. So we've been able to look at that workflow and remove key steps in the process. So now, of course, the cameras are getting much stronger, more robust, and they have uh, wireless you know, Wi-Fi capabilities. So you can you can actually do a selection of content right after the image is taken and push it from the camera into the web and up to up to photo shelter um, inside of photo shelter we have uh, we've actually added the um, the the keywording the automated keywording capability with our new ai feature and that will also take that human aspect out of having to call through all the images and uh, and so it eliminates that that very tedious process of keywording and tagging the content and so it can then be uh, 
placed into the appropriate for 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 our audience folders that um, that can then be distributed to sponsors and and other stakeholders throughout the organization and and media. So and hence, if they know exactly where to look, it's a constantly building stream of content that um, that your partners can get their hands on and take action on it. Um, Tyler, obviously, you guys are a young league. Um, in a modern world, and you guys are looking at this in a very modern way as you try to build um, fans and people who are consuming your content. Can you kind of give me just an overarching strategy here a couple years in of what you're trying to build and what a success model looks like for you in terms of outreach? Uh, uh, From a a league standpoint, uh, as we sort of grow, I think what's core to what we're doing is social media and content. And probably the most focal point that we made from a launch is being player focused and player, um, really player driven. And so when we sort of built out with their photo shelter, the reason it's sort of like asset management matters is because we were trying to get photos in the hands of our players as fast as possible. So from like a timeline perspective, the player plays the game, they shake hands, they take pictures of on the field and they kind of get back to locker room shower. We'll have two, three hundred images on their phone and then playing the game they can sort of post on social media um andrew so you guys have figured out a lot of problems and and turned it into something that can be turned around very very quickly um i'll leave you with this like what what's the next step for you like what are you guys looking at that you feel like you want to solve in the next three to five years Bram, for us the uh the essence of what we've just done uh the introduction of AI has kind of whet the appetite for more automation capabilities that can be built in. So we're really focused on making life as easy as possible for the professionals who who deal with content day in and day out. And if you think about how many uh, different uh, pieces of a, of a sports organization, or even we work with about 1200 different brands. So corporate, corporate entities as well, um, how valuable that content is. We want to uh, not just kind of streamline operations, but we actually want to make the content as useful and as valuable as can be to the people who, who work with it on a daily basis. So uh, so I guess, you know, to, to be a little bit of a, a corporate wonk, you know, we're looking to generate as much return on investment in, in content as possible and really make heroes out of the people who are producing the content so, so for us, uh, adding more collaboration capabilities, adding more automation that helps content fly through this, this journey that I'm talking about and get out to its most productive destination is, um, is really where we're highly focused. So we want to kind of wring as many inefficiencies out of the process, but also kind of tap into um, you know, the business problems. So... So if I walk into any sports organization and I say, I've got this great piece of software that helps you uh, streamline your, your, uh, your photo team's workflow, they're like, yeah, 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 but that's not the big business problem that we're trying to solve. I want to you know, hopefully one day soon put more butts in seats in my stadium and sell more sponsorships and sell more concessions and, and, um, and, and those kinds of business problems. I want to tie those together with, with visual content and see how our tool can really help support all of those fundamental business challenges that, that the sports teams and the sports leagues are, are facing. 
I think maybe five or six years ago, um, I had seen you speak for them at American University for the CME conference that Matt Winkler um, hosts down in D.C. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, Snapchat was really blowing up. Maybe it was 2015, 2016. And that was sort of like the new wave of social media. And now, obviously, TikTok is the biggest one. I think that what's really interesting of sort of where Photoshop is sort of working is it's finding its way to adapt to what's becoming more modern, what's becoming the, uh, the technologies out there like AI, um, and what the consumer need is. And for us and for so many other people um, who are working in the space, it's getting content out super fast, very timely, um, in a really organized manner. Um, and it's not the sexiest stuff at times, but it's, it enables an efficiency and scalability that um, really wasn't you know imaginable 10 years ago on the content front. And so that's what kind of gets me so excited. And, um, I know it's sort of a, a weird callback in many ways, but uh, I think it's kind of cool to see how things have changed so much in the last five years. Yeah, and we'll see where they are five years from now. I mean, it's just kind of no guessing where, where it's going to be then. Uh, Andrew Fingerman is the CEO of Photo Shelter. Tyler Steinhardt is the director of marketing for the Premier Lacrosse League. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. On the next Future Sport podcast, what if I told you head injury could be lowered significantly by just wearing a special cap in practice? If they're going to hold on to the pageantry of the game, at least let's work on practice. And so, you know, the teams that we have wearing guardian caps, they wear it in practice during the week. That's Erin Hansen. She and her husband, Lee, have created Guardian Caps, a modern way to give contact sports an arsenal to battle head injury. That'll do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3advance.com. That's the number 3advance.com.